At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM Sports has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game with the betting or boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today, and if you're in town here in Nevada and have a Nevada ID, stop by an MGM property, and you're ready to bet within minutes. you got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Hope you're having a nice Saturday. Just getting the weekend started here. Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Michael, we've got Thomas Gable, TG. We've got Jeff Siegel on the Preakness coming up. But as you know, there's some disarray as far as – not necessarily disarray. We'll say it this way. Josh McDaniels is, co- is the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mick Lombardi is the offensive coordinator. And they brought over – those two brought over a couple more pieces for that offensive staff. So there's a story developing in New England with the covert nature and how Bill Belichick is not necessarily letting us know what the plans are offensively with the coaching staff. Greg Bedard, who is of the Boston Sports Journal, has this quote. Quote, I've heard from people in the last couple of days about what's going on with the offensive coaching staff and the initial reports I'm getting back are not good at all. And that includes what they're hearing from players internally. It's not going in a good direction. Your response? Well, I mean, look, anytime there's change, anytime there's a shift in coaches, there's always going to be some confusion. There's always going to be some kind of kinks that need to get worked out. But I will say this, the the man who's won six Super Bowls, he's been to eight. I, I think he understands how to fix problems. And if there are problems, it's probably better said to, to come into his office and say it than talk to Greg Bernard about it. So I think ultimately, you know, the one thing I know from working with the Patriots, they'll handle the situation internally. And whatever changes they need to make or whatever they need to adjust and fix, I think they certainly will. You know, they're going to start their, their, their phase three. Now they can go on the field OTA days. I think that's coming up after Memorial Day. And then they'll be able to actually see what's going on. I think part of the issue, too, is, you know, there's so much secrecy about who does what. And, and, it, and it's not because he's trying to be deceitful. It's just he's being tactical because he doesn't want to put all the pressure on the coaches. I mean, there was times where Josh McDaniels, nobody knew he was the offensive coordinator. You know, I didn't know Josh McDaniels uh, when he first started in New England. But I was watching the, the Charger playoff game. 
the one where the, they rallied back and won that game. Probably one of the best Charger teams that they had that never that Marty Schottenheimer couldn't get them to a, the division, the, the conference championship round. This was in the divisional round. And I could see the interaction between McDaniels coaching and Belichick watching him coach, and I knew, man, he must be really good because Bill wouldn't let him do that if he wasn't. And so that, that applies now. And I think if you're a Patriot fan and you're worried about these comments coming through, put, the, put trust in the head coach because he's not going to sit there and watch something that doesn't work. And he's pretty objective about making sure he fixes the problems. Does the uncertainty as far as the offensive coaching staff concern you with a quarterback going into year two and Mac Jones? It, it does. I think what concerns me is the ability to figure out, look, what, I, what I've said and maintained all along, and I think this is kind of somewhat important, is after you've spent so much time with one offensive coach and then one offensive quarterback, you know, you're, the volume of what you've built has become immense. You know, the, this generation don't remember telephone books, but the, the Patriot offense would resemble the Manhattan phone directory if there was still one printed out. Huge, right? You know, and so I think what Bill has wanted to do for some time but couldn't really do it because of the consistency that was involved was not scale back in the sense of cut down, cut back and simplify things, make things easier for the player. And I think ultimately that's what they'll do. And I think that's the change that they're going to have to go through. And whether it's Joe Judge calling plays, whether it's Nick Cali, the tight end coach calling plays, whether it's Matt Patricia, I don't know. I've not asked that question. But I do think that he does look over this. I mean, he is the quality control coach of the offense. And he'll make damn sure that if it's not running effectively, it'll get run effectively. Obviously, your son, Mick, but you know Josh McDaniels well. Can you give us some insight on Mac Jones, just his personality, just the kind of vibe from Jones? Well, I mean, they all have said, you know, he's a highly, highly competitive kid, and he's obviously a perfectionist, and he wants to do things right, and he needs to be told, you know, kind of what what is expected of him, like all good players. They, they want to be able to say, okay, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. He's very adaptable to change. He was very good at taking information and then taking it to the field, classroom to the field. Practice execution becomes game reality. Taking the classroom to the field is the first step in that. And, and he does that really well. And I think he spent this whole offseason trying to improve his body, which I'm kind of anxious to see if he's done that, strengthening his arm. I think we've seen this with quarterbacks. I think Aaron Rodgers did this when he had all those three years kind of waiting. He got his body ready to compete at the highest level because we don't talk enough about quarterbacking to play quarterback in the NFL. Your body has to be ready to endure the punishment that you're going to get. And they've tried to cut down the punishment by the rules, but you're still getting a beating. And you're getting hit in your lower body, and the power that you get from your legs can go away if you're not strengthening that. It's fascinating what an offseason can do to the narrative. Last year, the Patriots spent a billion dollars, and everybody was bullish and excited about them. Remember, Michael, this year... Yeah, they overspent last year. Yeah, now they didn't spend anything, and they're all upset. And I think... (laughs) You know, it's funny how it changes. But, look, I I think they felt like that 21 they drafted Ronnie Perkins in the third round. You know, they they drafted this McGowan kid in the fifth round only because he was was hurt, you know. And so Jennings they drafted in the third round in 20. Uche they drafted in the second round. It's time for these guys to take a step forward. And everybody wants you to bring new players in. But if the new players aren't as good as these players, then why would you bring them in? I think that's going to be the key. Look, they have to get faster on defense. I have said that for a while. I think that's been critical. They, and it starts with their linebacking core. They have to be able. They traded for Mac Wilson from the Browns. Can he help? We'll see. You know, But they're going to have to get faster and tackle better in all aspects of their defense, first level, second level, and third level. There's so much speculation. You know, Cole Strange and Taekwon Thornton. There's so much speculation about Bill Belichick and his drafts and obviously a fine-tooth comb over the last five drafts and everybody's saying he hasn't been successful. Seems like an ignorant <laughs> question. I know you're laughing, but I just I have to ask you. Does he, he has final say. Like, he's the one making every one of these picks, right? Oh, yeah, he's right? making this, all the calls. And, he does it, and he's listening, and he's a very good listener. He listens, he takes input in, and, you know, he does what he feels like is in the best interest of the team 
uh, and what the team needs. I think what he had felt like last year offensively is, you know, they take too long to score in the, the National Football League. You need chunk plays. You need 25-yard plays. They need more speed on the outside. Defend the outside quadrant of the field. You know, and so that's the genesis behind Taquan Tom Thornton's draft pick. That's why they, they, they bought Parker, you know, to get him an outside guy. Aguilar is going to have to take a, a mother may I step forward. And there's great competition at receiver. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he has final say. And, look, I love how people critique. The, the, the idea is to win Super Bowls. It isn't to win. the Look, the Ravens have gotten a lot of A's in their draft. You know, what's the last Super Bowl they won, 13? <laughs> That's the difference between the Patriots and the Lombardi line. They need chunk plays. We just go two hours smooth and steady and try to get through it without getting injured. Just, just trying to matriculate. We're, we're, we're Hank Stram, just trying to matriculate the ball down the field. That's all we're trying to do. That's right. You know? we're, we're like Lombardi giving a two-day uh, conference on one play. That's what we're doing. We need a we need a, we need a, a seam here and a seam there, you know? I mean, that's what we need, so it's good. Why, why, why is the old school tape? the best right when you it's go so on youtube and you look at some of that it's just like unbelievable listening to them and they're mic'd I mean, when up he's in those when he's in those pants with that are <laughs> that are cover that don't cover his calves with the black shoes and the socks the and he's given that clinic out on the field on the on the on the power sweep which was a two-back play you know what people forget is there was an era of football where the fullback actually was a running back it wasn't just truly what we think of as a fullback today you know, and so Jimmy Taylor and Paul Horning each could run the power sweep. One would have to block for the other. I mean, Jim Brown was drafted. He was the third running back drafted in his draft, the sixth pick overall. And, and he was the first full – and he was listed as a fullback. Jim Brown was a fullback. <laughs> you know, now we hear Jim Brown and we don't think fullback, right? No. We don't think fullback, no. you know. No, you just think the you know, goat. You just think speed, power. You think everything. Go back and watch some – you know, when, when one of the great things that Bill has always done – with with teams is he shows the players the history of the game and when he would put when I was in Cleveland and he would put on the brown tape you know rookie season against the the 49ers gained 237 yards I mean just it's just truly remarkable to watch the man play and the way the style of running that he ran so effectively Belichick has such reverence for the history of the game and the players I I would imagine he's probably the best historian on the planet He's so well. He really with is. That. I mean, and he studies the players, and he and, and what Bill does such a good job of. He peels back the perceptions and deals with the reality. Because a lot of these players, that certainly they're all entitled to be in the hall, but there's a little bit more perception than there is reality, you know. And, and I think you've got to kind of peel that back. And I think that's what I tried to do in the book is try to get to some sense of reality and try to plug the players in from the past into today. I think this is the problem with the NBA. All the NBA players think none of those guys in the past could play. And I'm here to tell you, Dick Buckus would be way better today than he was for the Bears in 65, 66, 67. I mean, he would be dynamic. You know, he would Deacon Jones would be dynamic. I mean, that, 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 we, we lose sight of that a little bit. Shout to Dick Buckkiss, who's getting loose on Twitter. Tease him, Matt Santos. Throw up that graphic, and when we come back, Michael's going to answer the question. Good job by Santos. Which team is more likely to go over their win total? Similar win totals. Exact win totals. Eight and a half for the Patriots and the Dolphins. We come back, we'll get Michael's take. And I want you to think about this. As far as a historian, Belichick, if, I were to, if you were to have a conversation with Bill Belichick about Vince Lombardi... What would his takeaway? What would the takeaway from the conversation be? I'm sure you probably have think, discussed it. Don't tell me now. I, I we're coming would, back. We're going to come okay. back, and you're going to answer that for us. And also the Patriots and Dolphins, eight and a half on the win totals this year. We're coming back with those answers next here, at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, here are today's top horse racing plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel, who's going to join us coming up in just a little bit here on Lombardi Line, both from Pimlico, home of today's Preakness, okay? In the 10th race, Jeff has the seven horse, Riot House, at four to one. And in the 13th, which is also known as the Preakness Stakes, Jeff has the five horse, early voting. Jeff says he'll consider a straight play. At or near his morning line odds of 7 to 2, and also key him in various exotics with other main contenders, including Epicenter, Secret Oath, and Creative Minister. Bet these races and all the others at First Bet at the First Bet app as well. Sign up today with the First Bet app using Vegas1000 as the code to get 10 bucks free and plus to $1,000 bonus. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses for details. Jeff Siegel will join us live on the Lombardi line coming up in about 29 minutes. We've got our buddy Thomas Gable, who's sharp with the ponies as well, coming up in a few minutes. But we teased him going to break. We talked about Bill Belichick being such a historian. If we were to ask Bill about Vince Lombardi, what would his takeaways be? Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I think a lot of the coaches that that are in the league today, there's ultimately five trees that have supplemented or the branches have reached out, you know, and and Coach Belichick is in, a little bit involved in most of them, a lot of them. And, and I think he would probably say about Vince Lombardi is, you know, really, you know, Simple things, execution, practice, have hold the players accountable. Each player is uniquely different. But ultimately, it comes down to football is a game of tackling, blocking, and fundamentals. And, and I think he would admire the way they coached and the detail in which he coached the, the sweep. And he made that the play that had to be the, the one that really worked. And when Lombardi walked into Green Bay, I don't think people really realize this, but Jack Venisi, Jerry Venisi's older brother, was the director of player personnel all through the 50s. And he was able to accumulate a ton of talent on that team, a ton of talent. I think 12 Hall of Famers, actually, were there before Lombardi came in. And, uh, and, and Lombardi was able to develop talent. I mean, this is one of the criticisms I always have with Doc Rivers is you're judged on developing talent. Lombardi shows up, the Packers have the first pick in the draft, and they have all these really good players on their team, but they can't get them to play well. You know, it goes back to my whole point. I'm a really good personnel guy. If Belichick's the coach, I'm not so good. If Bud Carson's the coach, you know, it's just mm. a different thing. And I, and I think that's the same thing he would say about Lombardi. He was able to get the players to play at the highest level they could. Keep it simple, stupid. The fundamentals still matter, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down it, to. It really does. In all, in all sports, I mean, look, let's face it. I mean, the, the, the game last night, I mean, the, the, the fundamentals of being able to, to block out, rebound, play physical, defend, all those things come back. You know, we, we think we can cheat them and we think we can skirt with them and we don't need practice, you know, but ultimately even great players need practice. Where were you when the practice rant was going down with your boy, Allen Iverson? I was, in, I was working for the Raiders 
It was working for the Raiders. That was legendary. Uh, at the time. That was legendary. It was legendary. I mean, and, you know, and, and, and look, you know, I mean, that's the one thing about Larry Brown, too. If you study any of these great coaches, you, you, you learn that they demand an, a set of excellence. You know, you're going to have to have this practice execution becomes game reality. And the, and the great players who really adhere to it and practice at a higher level uh, that buy in or make the teams better. Remember, Larry Brown replaced Rick Carlisle, pretty damn good coach. Larry Brown won the championship in 04 with the Pistons. And Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, they all said they, – they, call, they called him pound for pound, Larry Brown, because pound for pound, he's the best coach ever. And they all said the reason we won this championship was because of the coaching of Larry Brown, without any Well, doubt. that's the job of a coach, right? That's the job of the coach is who's going to raise the level of play. Who can make players look better than they are? And I think, you know, for all those people that critique Belichick's drafting, you know, they leave out some of the things. You know, they don't count J.C. Jackson in the draft, even though they sign him as a college-free agent. Well, you know, he missed with Nikhil Harry. Okay, Nikhil Harry's not been a good player, but what about, you know, you get J.C. Jackson. Well, that doesn't count because you got him as a free agent. How does that not count? Like, how does that not count? <laughs> it's a personnel you know, move it's last like time I checked. The, the job is to accumulate as many good players and develop those players as possible. You know, and that, that's how you get judged. And certainly we all want to hit high on our first-round picks, but sometimes that just the first round isn't what we hoped it would be. And it happens in the NBA. I mean, some of these teams that have the first pick overall in the draft, they wish they, you know, it wasn't the case. And you could still make mistakes. Look, I'm just going to say it right here. I think it's going to work out for this Belichick dude. I think he knows what yeah. he's doing, and I think he's. I think he's probably going to. He's going to be fruitful for him. Speaking of him, and that's yeah, and, and, and look, the reality of everything is there's going to be stumbling blocks. There's going to be hurdles you have to go through. There's always that in change. You know, you know. I know the Eagles are winning 18 games on their 17 game schedule this year, but there's going to be challenges that await them, and you've got to overcome those challenges, and you've got to fight through it. Look at the two teams in the Final Four in the NBA. Boston at the at the first of the year was not very good. Dallas at the first of the year was not very good. They've overcome those challenges, and now they are in the final four with an opportunity to get to the conference, to get to the finals. Fly, Eagles, fly. One day, it's on my bucket list. I am going to see that Nick Foles statue. Yeah, you've um, got to come see it. It's, I, Who now will be in Indianapolis. Here's the perfect transition. I know you're the point guard on this show, but you want to talk about Indianapolis? Here it is. He's going to sign in Indianapolis as the backup quarterback. <laughs> is, that what he's, is that what he's – I did hear a, a – well, well, at least I mean, they're getting think, younger you know, at the position. Well, I mean, look, let's face it here. Indianapolis, they got Ellinger as the backup quarterback. Foles was with him at uh, – was with Frank Wright in Philadelphia when they built that statue. So it makes sense, right? It does make some sense that he would go there and back up. Uh, and it allow, and not that Ellinger can't do it, but, you know, the money – I mean, the, he's still getting paid by the Bears. That's one of the worst contracts in football. That Jacksonville contract that – that became the bear contract that just keeps the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, there's some Bobby Bonilla type contract in this thing here. I mean, it's <laughs> remarkable. Foles has made this much money. All right, let's throw it up. You can handle it on the spot. Nine and a half regular season wins. The win total is the exact same for the Colts and the Bengals. Which team is more likely to go over their win total? Colts, Bengals. You know, I would say I think both will, but I think the Colts are more likely because of the schedule, because of their they play they they have a little bit of a softer schedule, and I think the Colts will be a better team. I think the Colts are going to be better defensively because they they will be better in the red zone. I think the John Fox assistant head coaching will make them a little bit diversified. It'll help Gus Bradley. I think they'll play better defense because the misnomer last year about the Colts was they turned the ball over with their defense, number one in the National Football League, but they were not a great defense at all. And especially when they went outdoors, just put on the Jacksonville tape at the end of the season if you want to throw up. It, you know, it's right there for you. So I, I think they'll be better defensively. I think they'll be much more effective offensively. You know, they've got to be able to get Michael Pittman or Paris Campbell. One of these receivers have got to take a step forward. They drafted the Pierce kid in the second round. They've got this big kid, Jelani Woods, at tight end. He's 6'7". You know, maybe he comes along for them. But as long as they've got Jonathan Taylor, Matt Ryan doesn't turn the ball over, and that offensive line plays to the level that they're capable of. And I think Matt Pryor is the key for the Colts, right? Matt Pryor is a kid they, they acquired. He's from Iowa, from Philadelphia in a trade. They got his weight way down. 
Shocking he wasn't in shape in Philadelphia. Got his weight down, and he played left tackle better than Eric Fisher played when Eric Fisher was in the game. So that's certainly going to help them. What's your take on Matt Ryan? What are you expecting from him year one there in Indy? I think they'll get better leadership out of Matt Ryan. I think I think Frank Wright will like Matt Ryan because he'll be able to take the game, the practice game, to the field. I think they'll do a better job of protecting Matt Ryan. Uh, and I think playing it with some of the players and taking the pressure off him with the run game with Taylor, I expect him to play effectively. I, do I think he's going to be an elite top five quarterback? No, but I think he could be in the top ten. Look, he, he won't make the mistakes he, need, he can make because he's not going to be taking the beating. I mean, let's face it, Patrick, that down there in Atlanta, he took a beating. Oh, he got killed. And, and, and I think one of the biggest misnomers about Atlanta has, over the years has been they're over. You talk about a team that overrates their talent level, going back to the Dimitrov years. I mean, they were never this, like, they were. Ne- I can remember talking to a coach who was talking to them on the sideline. They said, well, these are two real talented teams. And the coach said, well, I know we're talented, but I'm not sure, you know, he didn't say this to him, but he, he, I'm not sure you're talented. I think that, that's, that's the one thing. And I would suspect Ryan's watching practice and seeing the Colts and thinking, wow, this is probably one of the better teams I've been on. All right, put you on the spot. Throw it up there, Matt Santos. This is quick. Just got a minute. First blush, you yeah. look at that Texans-Falcons four-and-a-half regular season wins. Who goes over? I think the Texans go over because I just don't believe Mariota's going to stay healthy, and there's nothing I like about Atlanta's team. They've done nothing defensively to say they're going to improve. I know they got an A in the draft, and God loves that, you know. I mean, they've got an A in the draft, and that'll be perfect for them. But they were in the bottom, they were in the bottom third in almost every statistical category that matters in football last year. You kind of sleep on Arthur Smith's sideburns, though. Don't 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 sleep yeah. on those lamb chops. Year two, there with the Falcons. He needs one of. The, remember that. Remember that account that Andrew Luck had, Captain Andrew Luck. <laughs> he does that was need such one a great account. He does need one yeah. of those. I think Arthur Smith. I think whoever does the Andrew, whoever did that account privately, he should do it as Arthur Smith. Has anybody heard Arthur Smith talk? Has his family heard him talk? I, it's, he's kind of a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> briefly, I've heard him talk briefly, but not a lot. Yeah, we're back. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, get over to VSIN.com, check out the current betting splits data. Again, these update every 10 minutes, so pretty prompt. Uh, money and bets for every game updated every 10 minutes. Today's games and future events as well. You're going to be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Check it out today at vcin.com. We're here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out the betting splits, vcin.com. Michael Lombardi there in New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Hope you're having a nice Saturday. It's a busy day. We've got, obviously, the Preakness. We've got moving day, PGA there in Tulsa, Southern Hills, Michael Lombardi. We've got game seven coming up around midnight mm. your time with the Celtics and Heat. <laughs> yeah. We've got some hockey. Yeah. We've got our buddy Thomas Gable joining from the Borgata, of course, race and sports book manager. It's going to be a long day for you, brother. Yes, it is, but it's going to be, it'll be a good one. It'll be a fun one. So uh, no complaints with that. The, um, the NBA. Okay, we were just talking off the air about it. Well, how, how's it been? We know how it's been as a spectator. How's it been as far as the handle over there at the book? Handle's been good. Uh, Haven't uh, held extremely well. Uh, last night was a decent result, though, for us. Uh, at least we won well, We won on the half. I can't say we won the full game. We won on both first half and second half markets, but not full game. Uh, but, I mean, listen, last night it was – it's one of those nights where if you were holding the Mavs ticket, uh, you were feeling pretty good there at halftime. But uh, once again, the Warriors show uh, Steve Kerr so good at this so coming out and uh, halftime, coming out at halftime, making adjustments. They're so good in the third quarter, and he just does it time and time again. And last night, no exception, they uh, they, they were able to uh, come back there, stay undefeated at home, uh, which is which is big for them because they'll they'll have home court. Uh, through the playoffs, unless you know somehow the Heat uh, get by, but um, in the NBA Finals, if they can make it there, they'll have a home court against Boston too, which will be big for them. Yeah, you know that just looks like uh, you know we we always 
talk about California and it's kind of late. You know, Miami's crowd's late. That looks like a hard place to play. That place is alive. I've never been in it, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's a challenging place and the fans are on top of you and they're into it. Yeah, it's it looks the atmosphere is awesome. Remember, they moved from Oakland across the bridge to San Francisco. You and I were discussing that, Michael. They've got the arena right there down by the water. It's a great atmosphere. The the game tonight is six, six and a half. Is that where you're kind of sitting? What's, what about the total? Yeah, the the, uh, the total is at 207 and a half. And like you say, you're seeing some sixes, some six and a halves. But um, right now, the, the ticket count here is certainly favoring the Celtics. Uh, but money is uh, almost 50-50, a little bit more money on the Celtics currently here. Um, a lot of points, though, to be given up. I know that obviously Boston at home but still, uh, for the Heat, this is they gave up home court advantage for the series. This is a big spot for them. Uh, they obviously need to take one here in Boston. And uh, six and a half, though, it's just uh, it's a lot of points to be uh, be given up if you're the Celtics. So I, I would lean Heat here tonight. You are Michael you getting North. a lot of? Are you? Me too. I'm with you on this. Are you getting a lot of Heat money coming in at all, Thomas? Uh, it's de- I mean, it's pretty balanced right now. The money's very balanced here. It's uh, you know, a little bit more Celtics money, but I would say it's maybe you know, 50, 56% of the money's on the Celtics. It's pretty balanced. Let's get to the important event. Rich Strike might be placing bets at the Borgata <laughs> as opposed to running in the Preakness, but, but we do have nine starters. It's going to be hot, TG. It's going to be like 95. It it's going to be sticky yeah. there at Pimlico. Uh, yep. exciting race just because secret oath, you know, a Philly in the mix for w- w- D Wayne Lucas, who's 86. Mm-hmm. I said he was 88 yesterday. He's 86. Sorry, D Wayne. Uh, but your thoughts on the race overall? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, uh, I think for the casual, uh, fan and, you know, ratings wise for NBC, it's probably not the greatest, um, you know, with the, the Derby winner skipping it, but, uh, you, you know, you have Epicenter uh, obviously installed as the uh, as the favorite, um, and then as you said, you mentioned Secret Oath there, who uh, won the Oaks, and then uh, you know early voting's also getting some some traction here as well. And Patrick, I'm wanting to see what what's your thoughts on early voting? Obviously, was the uh, the runner up there at the Wood this year? Expect uh, maybe. Uh, an early burst from uh, early fast early horse. voting. Yes, absolutely yep. fast horse. I, I don't love the wood as a prep. You and I have discussed that in the past, and he yep. finished second. But this is Chad Brown, and this is exactly the playbook he used in 17 with cloud computing, where they purposely skipped the Kentucky Derby and pointed mm-hmm. to the mile and three sixteenths here at Pimlico with the Preakness. Uh, I think – Amongst the sharps, the majority are going early voting. I'll put it that way. And our next guest, next guest, Jeff Siegel, I think he's on early voting as well. A lot of, you know, lightly raced, but fresh coming into this. Think about Epicenter, who's a big horse coming off a 14-day layover, right? Only 14 days in between the race. That's a lot for a big horse in a sticky day like this. Yep, yep. And I think, you know, like you said, uh, early voting is certainly getting some attention there, and it whether or not early voting can hold off epicenter, that's going to be, I think, the story here in this race. You know, and how about Secret Oath? Are you getting any action on him, on her, uh, the the Philly? Yeah, I mean, people uh, people like Secret Oath in this. Um, you know, it, I could see, I, I would use Secret Oath in, in some exotics, um, but uh, I think it's going to come down to early voting in epicenter. Uh, Philly has won the Preakness six times. So a, mm. a girl has won the Preakness six times. So if Secret Oath, and Secret Oath, by the way, is the daughter of my favorite horse ever, Arrowgate. You remember Arrowgate broke the record there at the Traverse TG? Well, this is his okay. daughter. And, I, you know, I thought visually she looked great in person at the Oaks, but the speed figures mm-hmm. didn't. You know, it's interesting. The speed figures weren't there, but I'm with Michael. I think I'm going to be betting her. I, I like Secret Oath here. Well, you may um, you may be able to get some uh, a decent. I think price I'm going to get a price exactly. I think I'm going to yeah. get a price yep. on her. I, I that's exactly yep. what I I meant to say. I think that I'm going to be betting the price because the two favorites are going to be early voting, and Epicenter, of course, is going to be favored up top. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Thomas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Epicenter will go off as a as a favorite. So what else do we have? Oh, two. Did you open two in Dallas tomorrow with Dallas favored? 
Yes, yes, we did. So Dallas is favored uh, by two currently, and um, you know I'd expect uh, some Warriors money certainly with the way that they've looked. I think people will probably uh, take that too and say it's a gift. So uh, certainly would expect, and we'll talk tomorrow about that. But yeah, I'd expect some Warriors money though uh, coming in on that, and then uh, we got the PGA uh, Championship happening uh, as well today. So hey, what's big, your big take? What Zalatoris is yeah. putting all of a sudden? What's your take on that? Zal Torres is putting. I mean, listen, this is a, a second-shot golf course uh, with Southern Hills. You know, they, they did the restoration there and, um, you know, took out a lot of the trees. So uh, it opened up some of the perimeter hole locations. They lowered the top edges there on the on the greenside bunkers. So you're seeing some balls roll off there. Um, so really it's having the short irons in. And, you know, if guys that are hitting – maybe wouldn't hit driver on certain holes or hitting drivers on the shorter par fours that have the short irons in. You know, Bubba Watson had that great round yesterday, had a putt for 62 on 18 that he didn't convert. You know, and strokes gained tee to green. He was 3.87 shots better than the next player in the field who was uh, uh, Hatton there. So can he keep it up is the question. He's currently right now live odds 20 to 1. Uh, he hasn't had a great 22, so that round yesterday kind of came out uh, of nowhere. Uh, but we know with Bubba, it's about feel and how comfortable he is on a golf course. And if certain courses fit his eye, you've seen it throughout his career with those courses he has had success on, and including Augusta National, which you know you could kind of not many people have played. You don't have much course history on this course with the with the field outside of Tiger. There, uh, nobody's been around long enough. But, uh, you know, you could say Augusta National is a, a, a comp there that uh, you could make here, and, you know, it showed up with Bubba's round yesterday. But I think for longer shots, if you're looking for somebody longer right now, Matthew Fitzpatrick, 25-1, to 1, he's three under, and he's played both days in the most difficult conditions. Uh, the guys who got in the afternoon wave yesterday, they had a break from the wind, and it seems to be very windy out there today. So, Dallas Torres plus 225. Um, yes, he has the lead, but I, I wouldn't take him at that price at 225. Michael, a horse you brought up yesterday. Ma- I like McElroy at eight to one. I mean, I th- I still think he's got it in him, and you know Thomas at plus three fifty. Those are two good numbers there. Uh, those are those are the two that yeah. I bet this morning based on pedigree. Yep. Uh, I bet both Rory and JT just uh, updated odds on the PGA. Michael, you brought up simplification yesterday. I wanted to throw that horse in mm-hmm. TG as another horse that I know sharps are on. Simplification was flying to finish fourth in the Derby. Many yeah. thought he ran really, really well. He's going to be in the one hole, but that's not as daunting with nine horses as opposed to 20. Correct. Correct. Yep. Out of the one hole at the Preakness with only nine, uh, not too bad. Six to one, he was installed uh, uh, in the, with the opening odds. So Velasquez there, uh, the jockey for simplification. Um, I would uh, recommend using simplification in some exotics. Enjoy your day, Thomas Gable, director of the Racing Sportsbook at the Borgata. He's our partner, TG. Thank you, TG. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, Jeff Siegel joins. We're going to talk Preakness next here at Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks rewards program. It's a loyalty program, like your credit card. Every time you bet, you get points, and those points are redeemable for online bonuses converted into comps at MGM Resorts Nationwide. It's pretty simple. It's the best loyalty program out there. Go to BetMGM to find out more. Got to be 21 years or older. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Jeff Siegel joins us. We did a read earlier, Jeff, and let the audience know you are going to be on early voting in the Preakness today. We'll get your explanation why. But let's start with Rich Strike. Rich Strike passing up on the Preakness. Do you believe we see the Kentucky Derby winner in the Belmont? Yeah, I think so. In fact, he worked this morning uh, apparently pretty sharply. Uh, uh, Churchill 47-1 and one for a half and galloped out really well. So, uh, any thoughts that he was uh, bypassing uh, the Preakness uh, for physical uh, considerations? I don't think uh, that holds. I mean, he looked good today, from what I was told. I just think that the connections just didn't want to come back in two weeks, and I understand that. Um, although, I, if I owned him, I'd have, I'd have been with him at Preakness. There's only one Triple Crown chance, and he was the only one to have it. But, yes, I do think he will be, assuming everything goes well you know, between now and three weeks, I think he will be there. Jeff, we know it's hot here on the East Coast today, unseasonally warm, actually. And uh, for a spring that hasn't been very warm today, we've kind of hit summer. How will that impact this race? Well, we don't know. That's the thing. I mean, heat, you know, horses don't like heat, basically. They're, they're cold-weather uh, animals. They'd rather warm running 30 degrees and 90, I can tell you that. Um, but um, some horses get affected by it and some don't. And Unfortunately, you don't find that out until after the race if, if in fact, uh, there is a problem. I, I'm not using that as part of my handicapping uh, analysis. It's just, it's just an impossible thing to try to quantify. So you just have to hope that everything goes well. And uh, so far, uh, you know, it's, 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 the track is in great shape. Uh, it's fast. And uh, everything, I'd rather have it like this than pouring rain and sloppy because then really anything that you might think might happen would go out the window. Early voting, five-hole, Jeff Siegel. Chad Brown, Ortiz up. Thoughts on the horse? I like him. Um, he's a progressive colt. He's only had the three starts. I think he may have more upside, more improvement in him than any horse in the race. Now, obviously, uh, the favorite epicenter has had seven starts, more experienced, more seasoned. Uh, his form is more established. But early voting is coming quickly. He is rapidly improving with every start. Every race he runs is better than the previous and because he's been trained specifically for this race and didn't have the uh, uh, the issue of uh, running two weeks ago in a hard race at Churchill, I expect early voting to step forward uh, again and maybe uh, bypass uh, Epicenter, especially when you consider the way the race shape sets up, where his early voting is probably going to be the controlling speed. And given that kind of trip, uh, he is going to take that speed a, a long way. And bred like he is by Gunrunner, I love him here by Tisnow, his pedigree suggests that he's going to get nothing but better as he gets older and stronger and more mature and more experienced. And I think you're going to see uh, the best version of early voting that we've seen so far today. 
You know, the torrid start uh, kind of hurt simplification, and he, he ran last, and then he worked his way up to fourth in the in the Derby. Uh, what do you think of that horse today in this race? Well, I'm not crazy about the rail post position for simplification because his best uh, strategy is to take back. When he's on the lead, he can, tends to get past, uh, gets, gets a little tired. But if you take him back and, and make one run with him, uh, then he seems to run better. Now, in the Derby, he, that's what happened. He, they took him back, and he closed a lot of ground for sure. But, of course, he had the benefit of a very, very fast pace. So his late bid, it was a good race, but it may have been flattered just a bit. Now, from the rail today, if they do the same kind of strategy, uh, he's going to take a lot of dirt in his face, kind of like the same thing that happened to Mo Donegal in the Derby, whereas he got shuffled way back and behind a wall of horses and never really got settled, and then he had to come around and circle the pack. So I like simplification as a racehorse. I don't think he's quite good enough to win, and I don't like the, the draw. So if I was trying to formulate a betting strategy with regards to exactives or trifectives, he might be one that I might want to, um, if not eliminate, then, then, then use just as a saver. Jeff Siegel talking Preakness here on the Lombardi line. Cool story with the Philly running uh, out of the four-hole secret oath. Mm-hmm. Daughter of Arrowgate, Jeff. Do you like her? I like her as a racehorse for sure. In fact, um, I was absolutely convinced that she could have and maybe should have won the Arkansas Derby. Pilot error in that race cost her where she was moved way too soon and made too wide and kind of lost her punch late. But her Kentucky Oaks race was very good. The problem with Secret Oath is if you look at her speed figures, which is one way to judge uh, you know, abilities and, and performances, she's not quite good enough, based on her eight previous starts, to win a race like this, assuming epicenter and early voting show up with their A game. If that happens, then I don't think she can win. But I think she can hit, she can hit the board. I mean, if you're playing exactly as her tries, you might want to use her underneath. But... You can't gamble on them all. You have to take a stand, and my stand would be against Secret Oath on the win end, but she's too good of a racehorse, and she's too genuine to expect that she's not going to fire. It's just a matter of being good enough. And, and, and Jeff, when you're, when you're watching these, these horses train, how much, how much are, have they actually run this distance before they get into this race? I mean, considering the Derby has, has been so close and everybody's worried about the heat, humidity, and all that, how much, how much of the time training have all these horses gained? Well, it's, it's, obviously, Epicenter just ran a mile and a quarter. And he's coming back in two weeks. He's running a mile and three sixteenths of a mile left. But we know he's fit. The distance is not going to bother him. Maybe the quick turnaround, the two weeks in between uh, the races might have an effect. But Steve Asmussen, who trains him, and I trust when he says this, uh, he says Epicenter is fit and he's doing well. He came out of the race great. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. As for early voting, now he's never been this far. His farthest race has been a mile and an eighth. Um, but he's a fresh horse. Uh, he's been trained specifically for this race, and given the uh, front-running trip that I'm fairly confident he's going to get, I don't think the distance is going to bother him at all, either. So, um, I don't think that... I, mile and three sixteenths, uh, they have a long run of the clubhouse turn. They don't have to even worry about uh, you know being forced wide. You can kind of pick your spot. Opening quarter will be much softer, much slower than the 21-3 and three that the Kentucky Derby produced, and I think everybody's going to settle into where they want to be, and I think it's going to be a comfortable race. I don't think the pace will be slow, but I think it'll be normal, and that should allow all of these horses to handle the mile and 316 distance. Just a matter of how fast you can get it. If you're looking for a price, you're going to use the two creative minister in your exotics, correct, Jeff? Correct, and it's the same theory uh, of picking him in the exotics that I'm using to pick early voting, which is to say... Here's creative minister, like early voting, he's only had three starts. And like early voting, every one of his races has showed rapid improvement. His last race, which was on Derby Day in an allowance race, again, obviously, he gets much lesser horses, but he was very good in that race. He was uh, he one going away. He gave every indication that he's going to like more distance, every indication that every race he's going to run, he's going to get better. He's not quite there yet, which is why he's 10 to 1. But if he makes another, produces another bit of improvement, uh, um, the kind of improvement that he's made between his second and third starts, I think Creative Minister, at a price, certainly has a chance to uh, participate 
uh, in the exacta trifecta and, and hit the board. Uh, he's got a style that would suggest that the longer the better. And then it's just a matter of stepping forward again. So, yes, I think 10, 10 to 1, because we don't know what his form, his upside is, but we do know that it's coming. I think creative minister has a chance to outrun his odds for sure. Jeff Siegel, Express Bet, early voting. Will he be your cloud computing? That's the question. I hope so for you. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Thank Express you, Jeff. Bet. So who are you going to pick? Michael Lombardi? You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I want to go with simplification. Jeff kind of just backed me down on that. <laughs> Lo- took me, me in the low too. post and scored 30 <laughs> off me in he there. Kayvon Looney so I think there. I'm going Kayvon Looney. Yeah, you. I mean, he just like, he dismissed that. That was like a Bill Russell coming in the lane to take that, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I'm going to root for the Philly, I me guess. Too. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for her to see if she can compete. You know, I do think the weather is like what Jeff said it. I mean, we don't know, but I do think, look, a lot of us don't like the high heat. I mean, like Rob Gronkowski, he hates it. I know he plays in Tampa, but that always affected him. You always were worried. There's certain athletes that just don't like it, and I'm sure the same with the horses. Yeah, some people just run hot. You know, you run hot, you don't, it's going to be so sticky and hot. And I I think it does have an impact, whether or not, you know, Epicenter is going to go off as the favorite, but that is a big, big horse and ran 14 days ago in perfect condition, 63 degrees at Churchill. It's going to be hot today. I'm pulling, like you said, I'm pulling for Secret Oath, the Philly. I think you're going to get a better price than nine to two. And honestly, Michael, pretty much everybody's on the five early voting or the eight Epicenter. So we got to try to beat those two. Yep, there that, we go. Yeah, we'll it. see. It'll be fun though. It'll be fun. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Uh, that that's not gonna. That race actually doesn't start until seven o four. Just FYI, set your clock. And then in about six hours after that, we get the Celtics and Heat. Exactly. They'll tip that thing off. We'll have seventeen hours on pregame show, so we can go through that. And you're on ideal. the Heat, correct? Correct. I'm on the Heat. Okay. Yep, we'll see you I'll tomorrow morning. Tonight. I'll take the points. Have a good Saturday, Thanks, Michael. Adam Bye-bye. and Femi coming up next here on Vsin. Have a good day. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.